Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Well, thankfully, we're staying alive here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk mm-hmm. 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and uh, Holly, I don't know where, Holly stepped away for a moment, but uh, C.J. Renner, who is our director, is joining us. Good afternoon, sir. Hola. Great to see you again. It's, it's been oh, 10 hours yeah. since we've seen it. Has it even uh, been that long? I don't yeah. even feel like it's been that no, long, really. No. no, you're right. For me, it's been 10 hours. Yeah. Yeah. I think Bradley hung out a little bit later with you guys. Bradley, uh, not to call anybody else up, but Bradley was super helpful in the cleanup <laughs> Uh, the packing up of the equipment last I night. I did. Have I a was heart. starring in a scene. That's true. Thank you. That's I, true. I, <laughs> well, I think this was after, but I. I oh yeah, did, I left. I did actually. I did actually learn how to tie up a cord because oh. turns out that was not uh, a native talent. Of That's mine. useful. You really did learn <laughs> no, something. Like, I literally was like, I don't know how to do this. It's actually it's a a pretty big thing on film set like. If you don't know how to do that, you get made fun of quite a bit. Yeah. And I know that because I get made fun of quite a bit Because it's it. not well, a native talent for you either. Well, I've practiced, and Ryan Grahams, who was our director of photography, yeah. literally like took me aside and was like, do you have 20 minutes? I'm going to show you how to wrap a cord. There's, and, there's, it's not, it's not easy. So wait, what do you do? Because now I think the people want to know. Mm-hmm. Is it like around the elbow situation? Okay, you can leave the room right now. Okay, so because that's that is, not... That you definitely don't do absolute that. Absolute amateur that's hour. Terrible. Do yep. not. I, yep. No, I was that's actually I, kidding when I, I said up. that. Actually, I yeah. could tell. I could tell. Yeah, it was a joke. Um, yeah, there is. It's impossible to explain verbally. Um, you need a whole video. Oh, um, is Holly doing, doing it right now? Well, no. Well, she was trying. It looks. She's doing an admirable job. Okay. Of of attempting it. There's a way that you wrap and you do one half twist every time oh. it comes around. Oh. It's it's really I don't find I it to be interesting. Twist, so wow. I got screwed out of that. But I, I don't want to learn because then I'm wrapping cords all day. Well, see that's the thing. Okay, so CJ Renner, he's our director for our film for Project Down and Dirty Film Fest, and um you know I, I was gonna say I imagine that you kind of are a jack of so very many trades mm, that. I, the, that mistake is made a lot. Okay. Yep. So did I just make anything. a mistake again? Yeah. Yeah. I was um, kidding. I, <laughs> I, I need to clarify that I am not the director of this mm. film. Mm-hmm. You three are the directors That's of cute. the film. That's cute. Um, and you have each done an amazing job. I would have said that anyway. But I hope that listeners can hear the, the sincerity <laughs> of my real. voice. Your ten dollar bill is over yeah. on the other table. Yes, yeah. your yeah. check is in the mail. Love it, love it. <laughs> we went all out. No, but we really. Did. I mean, you said right right away. You were like, "Here's what I'd like to happen." Mm-hmm. 
um, and we've we've said this much to our listeners that we have three vignettes, and we sort of put each of us in, in like made each of us responsible for one, like the full writing of it. And you said, I think it would be really cool if you directed it as well. Mm-hmm. And you weren't messing around; like there was no mm-hmm. training. Mm-hmm. We didn't have like an extensive like we didn't go to the HR video or anything. Like you just were like direct this, yeah. and we we're like okay. Well, and I, I believe the words were, I will be right next to you yeah. with as much or as little help as you desire. Yeah. Um, and and you guys jumped in admirably. And uh, a little secret. Yeah. Uh, in our email communications before we started, uh-huh. um, there was a time where I proposed a story. And you guys came back and said, actually, we want to do this Yes, story. that's true. Yep. And I thought it was a good idea. And I remember reading that email and thinking, okay, there's, it's a great idea, but there are three or four things that are going to make this really difficult. Oh. And I was like, am I going to softball you here or am I going to give it to you the real way? Yeah. Like a real producer would come and yeah. say, hey, go for your idea, but like you got to achieve these things that are going to be tough. Yeah. And I, I went the tough route and I'm so glad I did because I think that your response to that wasn't like oh i'm sorry you know whatever right. it was like yeah let's rock it we'll address those things and and we've addressed them absolutely things have been addressed yeah. like our entire movie correct me if i'm wrong our mm-hmm. entire film mm-hmm. is in the can right now that is correct there's there's the one small oh we pickup, haven't done that thing yet but uh yep that's being taken care of tonight but yeah okay. it's 95% in the can oh yep. my gosh yep and it's probably 60% edited oh, as well. I so. cannot wait. What is the thing, you know, like we, we each have, and, you know, thank you. You're very kind in, mm-hmm. um, in terms of, like, honoring. He's not, honoring that, I'm not, he's not that kind, that's, that's actually. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was there last <laughs> night, so I know I was trying to be nice on the radio. <laughs> kidding, I'm kidding. But, no, um, seriously, though, like, you, you are very kind in honoring, like, the work that we've done, but... Like, it, it, we don't know what we're doing. And so there is this thing where it's like, I tr- like, and I think each of us in turn trust that you do know mm-hmm. what you're doing because mm-hmm. it is your skill. And this is the experience we've had on Project Down and Dirty's past is we have learned to trust in the subject matter experts that yeah. we team with. Um, so it was, it's been fun to watch an actual director think about and then execute the things that a director has to think about and do because like our idea of what it means to direct is not anywhere probably close to what you're actually doing. What do you think for the listener mm-hmm. is the thing that people always assume about a director that maybe they don't quite understand? Yes. yes. So that skill that you're talking about is exactly um, you know, your feeling of walking in and having somebody else be uh, authoritative. Um, it, that's the same thing that I think a director on a feature film there, um, you know, there's this this vision that we have of the auteur director who's making every single decision, and and that sometimes can be great, um, but I prefer a director who, yes, makes many decisions, but also sees when there's somebody else who knows better on mm-hmm. set, and so you know, my you know, your gaffer might uh, know better what gel to use. Your your sound person might know where to hide the mic better. Um, things like that. And so, you know, as a director, you don't want to be, you don't want to feel like the smartest person on set yeah. or anything like that. And I think the the real, and I, I hope, I think I'm getting a sense that um, 
you you all felt this, um, but there's this nervousness before you start the project. Yeah. Right. And it it because it seems very artistic and even painting a picture I think is exactly the same way where it seems so creative and so art you know and whatever, but really it's work. Mm -hmm. And so if you you know show up on set and you you stay active and stay present and and work the same way that a janitor would work the same way that a bricklayer would work it's going to get done and it's going to be good as long as you're you know continuing to learn and make decisions or whatever yeah so it's not like one of those things where you have it or you don't um or or anything like that it's like what you have or you don't is the desire to be good at it and the desire to put effort into it. And you all did that marvelously over the last couple of oh, years. Oh, it, so. it's been really fun. I do have a question for you because I am, I've been curious about this. Mm -hmm. Is that the experience that we've had typical of a movie making experience mm -hmm. in the sense that I feel like we had a lot of like collaborative moments or there were a lot of like, is that typical mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. is it usually tighter and cleaner than what we were um, <laughs> I would say this is about as tight and clean as it gets. Oh, um, there, you know, as you can imagine, there can be huge wrenches thrown in a situation, yeah. and it kind of multiplies the more people you have on set, and and the bigger the, you know, the wrangling job is. Um, but it, it, I loved, I'd say last night at about ten p.m. Uh -huh. ish. We had a little bit of a snafu. Yeah, we did talk about that. Are we yeah. talking about the alarm situation? Yeah. The alarm situation. Yeah. That I got an email about this morning. And, and I, yeah. um, I, you know, in, in a way I was very glad for it because yeah. that is, that's the movie experience where um, you're, you're making comedy mm -hmm. and it's funny and you're, you know, you're making jokes to each other on the side and it's great. And then, um, you know, I think of filmmaking like juggling. You know, you're yeah. juggling a hundred balls or whatever, and uh, they, you know, we were actually right. Uh, you know, one hits the ground, and you know, there's you mourn that a yeah. little bit. You're like, oh damn, you know, darn. You can say damn. Uh, um, oh gosh, um, you know, one hits Jeez. the ground. Oh crap. And are you gonna pay so much attention to that hitting the ground that you're gonna drop thirty more? Yeah. Or are you gonna pick up and and run with it and still have fun and be active and and make comedy? And so I think that was part of the full film experience. Yeah. And so I was kind of glad for that last night. Yeah. Oh, well, you didn't show it, but yeah. you showed it. No, we did. We had we did have a lot of fun. Um, and it was, I, you know, you, it sort of did like tap the brakes for a minute. Mm -hmm. And our energy sort of well, like plummeted. And then we were like, well, we got to do this. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and testament to like the trust and stuff that was like on set. Um, mm -hmm. I imagine, too, like this is a much smaller crew than you're normally mm -hmm. dealing with so like it probably made a lot of the you know things that could maybe just create further complexity in time mm -hmm. a lot less right like you didn't have like all these other people constantly showing up and yeah you know. yeah i mean the the more people that are on set um you know there'll be a director and then a ad assistant director mm -hmm. and, and that combo um can sort of become like, you know, the, the CEOs of a corporation or something. I always think like Christopher Nolan, the director. Mm -hmm. He's more of a of that type of director than he is like an auteur. I mean, he makes great movies or whatever, but 
it's you know this higher you're talking to department heads they're talking to people whatever and so the bigger it gets the more it becomes like you know that kind of machine or whatever yeah and it's actually i think it can be a real struggle to keep the um uh spontaneity mm-hmm. once you get to you know hey every every time we have to take five minutes i'm wasting a hundred people's time right yeah. you know and so that's something that I relish about smaller stuff is you can be like, oh, actually, let's do this, you know? Right, yeah. right. Because I mean, there really were a few moments where it was like, I've got this idea. I want to see if it'll work, mm-hmm. and we experiment, and we experiment, and we experiment, and it either works and it's hilarious and it's great, and we know we're going to use it, mm-hmm. or it's like that didn't go so well. Let's try something different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of like collaborative efforts of like, I have an idea. Can I try this thing? And then we have an, a lot to choose from. Yeah. And what's fun yeah. for us on our side is like. Being able to see what's going to come out of it is going to be a hoot. Totally. Uh, CJ, we're just really grateful for you. Thank you so much for your... It's been such a fun experience. It seriously has been, and we still have more to go because... There's a ton. I was going to say, though, I feel like the hard work has begun. Maybe not for For you guys. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's an old adage. You make a film three times. Once when you write it, once when you shoot it, and once when you edit it. And so we're two-thirds of the way through... Um, but yeah, the editing is a huge part of the the story process, and Josh has some decisions that that he wants our help with. Okay. And, uh-huh. So you'll be making some choices. Oh, about, I can't wait. You know, camera angles, or you know, should we drop this line or things like that? Oh, it's gonna be so fun. And music, we got to figure out what kind of Ooh. music we want. Okay, that's also gonna be fun. Yeah. We also don't even have a title for this thing, do we? Yeah, we gotta. Yeah. We how gotta we, work that. How do we encapsulate not give it that? Away yes. I know. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so you guys, listen, we thought we were uh, through the hard work, but we're not. So we're going to continue <laughs> to do that. Starting, yeah. And when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show, more Hollywood news. Also, we're going to give you an update on our fundraising after this on My Talk 107.1. I haven't felt the love for a couple nights. <laughs> and what I mean is sleep, the love of my life. Uh, oh, oh there's Josh. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey. Holly Roberts, the three of us make up Team Cobra. We are here at Project Down and Dirty Film Fest. We have uh, made our film. Okay, wait. We have finished the acting part of the film. It's in the can. It's been filmed. Yes. Uh, now begins the post-production, the editing, and uh, and we're going to, I guess, have some parts of that. We just talked to our director, C.J. Renner. Uh, we just saw our, well, what do we call him? Like a production well, assistant? A, well, he's our editor. He's oh, he's a, our yeah. editor, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I will say, Josh, yeah. he just walked by. Uh-huh. Unlike, I would imagine, a typical set, everybody's playing about eight roles. This is a fact. Ourselves included. Uh, that's true, literally. Uh, and you have to get tickets to see that go down on Friday. Go to mytalk1071.com keyword project. Also, that's where you can donate to One Heartland. Uh, That's the charity that we are working with. We have got to the $2,000 mark. We have received our matching our ma- we will get our matching funds, I should say, from Hero Home Services. Uh, and where are we with the fundraising at present, friends? Do, 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 do. Holly, you got an update for us? Yes. I don't have it in front of me. $2,180. Nice. Yes. Thank you to... Oh, hang on. Let me get to the, the names here because... Uh, I know we have to say thank you to some of our donors. That's my favorite part uh, because I like to read people's names aloud on the radio. Uh, I would like to say thank you to Stacy. Thank you to Linda. Thank you to Stephanie. Thank you to Karen. And thank you to the ever popular 
Anonymous. I had not recognized that that was such a popular name. Really, it goes across all eras. Yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> it's true, though. This is where you know <laughs> that we're tired. Yeah. Uh, any whoozy whatsy. Uh, so, yes, thank you to all of our, the people who have donated. Uh, yes, thank you to everybody who's donated. And I can tell you, well, you know, I mean, if we want to come up with one more challenge before the end of the show, we could. I mean, I'd love to. Would you? Like, I'd love to get, I don't know, I just want to get to like <sighs> 2,500. Oh, that's easy. The, I feel like I want that to be easy. Yeah, it's easy. Let's I, get to three thousand. Yeah, oh, oh, let's get to okay, then. Dollars. We want three thousand dollars. I mean, Donna and Steve are at like fifty something hundred. The Jason and Alexis are at sixty something hundred. We can do three thousand. Sixty hundred. Yeah. Wow, we gotta get there, you guys. We need your help. Go to mytalk1071.com keyword project. Donate there to one Heartland. And when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. It's a very popular segment. It's <laughs> probably your favorite. Crazy, stupid. Idiot. After this on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Mike. And thank you, Phil Collins. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. You have to turn your microphone on. There you Hi. go. Hi. And uh, it is time. It is that time for a little segment we call Crazy Stupid. Idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for Crazy Stupid Idiots. It sure does. Why? Because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Florida. And sometimes other places. Like where? Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, so turns out um, a guy broke into some place, mm-hmm. and that's not a big deal. You know, uh, pretty garden variety, if you ask yeah. me, right? Yeah, we have breaker inners all the time. Uh, breaker inners. Uh, but in this particular breaker inner case, the guy breaks into a police station. Now, that's pretty dumb. That's of the places, super like, dumb. That's almost crazy that's stupidity like worthy. giving yourself over. Yeah, right. That's that's a sign that you've given up. Yeah, no. That's definitely rock bottom. Absolutely. However, I will say that is um, actually not the reason that we're here today. That's not the crazy stupidity portion of the story. So there's something about... They did something dumber? He did something dumber than breaking into a police station Mm. that earned this story. Crazy, stupid idiots. I didn't know that you could get dumber. Well, what do you think he did? Uh, Did he go in dressed as... (gasps) I know. I know what it was. He was a stripper, and he was dressed as a police officer. Oh. No, oh, but I like ad- that. Okay, idea. sorry. No, wrong that's... address. Um, <laughs> wrong address. I want to say that this person helped themselves to the contraband room. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I might know a thing or two about yeah. that. Yeah. Wait, say that again? You know, the, you know where the, they put the drugs. Yeah, the, you know. Where the, they stash well, the stash. Yeah. The hash. The, the property area? Sure, is that property that, room? Yeah, great. I think that's, that's what, what they call, call it? it. Yeah, not the not the prize room. The prize room. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it is a prize, prize if you can get in there. The well, you're actually suite. onto something, Holly, because he showed up at this police facility in Chicago, asked a guard to go retrieve some personal property he had supposedly left. It's not clear what that property was, but instead of heading to the public entrance, he walked around side the side to a fire escape, climbed up to the fifth floor, found a door propped open, and went inside. And it turned out, dun, 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 it turned out there was something going on 
that he was not going to be very happy about. So he opens a door in the police facility okay. that he's already breaking into uh-huh. that is even worse uh, for him. What they was happening are in that room? having a pampered chef party. Be like, give me that thing that you know, like Avon or something. The uh, no, in fact, there was an active SWAT team experience happening, uh, and so he was immediately swatted. Swatted. <laughs> Now, you can imagine the people uh, doing that training exercise who are like, oh, is yeah. that guy the criminal? Right. The, you know, like delivered directly like, to like, them. No, that's an actual criminal. It would be like if you were at a murder mystery party and, and a real murder. And actually murdered someone. Like, <laughs> that would be a great movie. <laughs> right? That actually is a movie. It's called but Clue. Wait, no, it's called The Golden Girls. Uh. Because there was a... uh, There's a Golden Girls movie? (laughs) There is. No, there's a Golden Girls episode where they go to a a murder mystery and somebody actually is murdered. But wait, I'm not going to... Spoiler alert. Mm. He wasn't really murdered, but they thought he was. That's good. Did he just die? No, he actually played dead because he was trying to get one over on Blanche. Uh, And mm. she was not amused. Did it work? Thank you for sharing that bread. Bye. Where are we going next? Texas. The stars at night are. We're going to Austin, Texas. And if you guys listen, these porch pirates, they're a thing. Uh, And uh, there is a there is there's a particular neighborhood in Austin, Texas that has had a what do what do they call it? Like a rash of porch pirates. And uh, so there was one family, one couple who decided they were going to get their revenge on the porch pirates okay. and so they filled a box with dirty diapers and they left that on their porch Ew. i feel like you had oh wait no you had kind of a similar experience not really you're gonna laugh <laughs> but do you remember what i'm talking about i think i might the bag of, of something that was mm-hmm. on a porch mm. maybe i'll think about that and okay. get back to you but that's like a reverse um, prank because isn't right. it supposed to put the bag no, of so, flaming poo on the thing and then you step on it so here's what happened they were the they were like it was like bait right they just like left the the box it's out kinda there like one of those exploding amazon boxes right <laughs> kind of yeah. exactly so they put diapers in there and they were like these porch pirates they're not going to know what hit them they're going to get this they're going to think it's like a vcr some... No, they're <laughs> no. actually not thinking that. Nope. <laughs> Instead, it's going to be a box of poopy diapers. Well, those porch pirates, like, they did not, they were not messing around. They were like, uh uh-uh, uh, no. They took the dirty diapers. Oh. They used the contents of the dirty diapers to, let's just say, paint a picture on oh, the front God. door of the home. And then, as if that weren't enough, they left and came back this time with cow manure which they dumped on the front step uh, as a way to say don't mess with us this is like one of those things where uh, every time i i think about this i think to myself don't do this because what you're doing is setting in in motion the laws of physics and what is it Uh, an object uh, in motion tends to no puts poop on your front porch Mm -hmm. cute but an object (laughs) at rest tends to stay at rest Mm -hmm. unless acted upon by By an outside force force. right so then this particular case Mm -hmm. you're doing doo-doo yeah Mm -hmm. and somebody's gonna doo-doo to you you and they did did and Uh that's how that happened uh they called the cops they've not caught the people yet they are Patrolling, patrolling the area. <laughs> I hope they can sniff it out. Hey, oh, oh, me too. Mm-hmm. Better yes. than you know, 
never mind. I'm, uh, you know, listen, I just hope they wipe the slate clean, though, right after that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Flush those criminals. Any more? And I'm done. You got, you got a few more in there. I'm done. All right. All right, moving on. I'm going to squeeze this one in before the, <laughs> or out, I should say, before the end of the segment. It's a big, long segment. <laughs> Stop it. Just go. <laughs> you started it. You're right. That's true. Okay. I did. All right. You're just she curling who, around the story. Okay. She who smelt it. Dealt I it. did. I dealt it. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I want to. I want to tell you another story. Are we done this, with this Children. smear campaign? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we used to be the most popular <laughs> kids around. All right, go ahead. Not anymore. Uh, okay, I want to tell you about a warning from local officials about something that happened after somebody did something dumb. Okay. Would you like to guess what local officials are now? Uh, warning people about following the dumb thing. I'm going to tell you, it involves bees. Oh. They actually in, encouraged people, I'm sorry, it was in the story, to be safe. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody did something that created a problem that local officials then had to warn about, and it involved bees. Um, they did something. Oh, I have an owie. Oh, okay. I'm a picker. Sorry, I was like, what is that? It's okay. It's lice. Um, it's not. Um, uh, okay, wait. So, okay, so they did something encouraging them to be safe. They something that was dangerous with the bees. Did it draw bees into the area? Yeah. Okay. It did. A swarm, in fact, of bees. Mm. A swarm of angry, angry bees. I mean, I. It's almost as if somebody had stolen something from them. Oh, like their hive. Or maybe what's in their hive. The honey. Their oh, honey. No. Their was sweet, it, sweet honey. Was it Winnie the Pooh, that <laughs> jerk? <laughs> was it a pantsless bear? Was it? <laughs> By a bear who's chance. still wearing sh- a shirt. Yeah. Isn't that no weird? Pants. I find that strange. Okay. Let's go back to the bees. <laughs> okay. Was somebody right. trying to recreate? Wanna, somebody took their honey. this story done. Was somebody trying to recreate the finale of the 2006 remake of The Wicker Man with Nicholas oh Cage gosh, Holly. the Beehead? Holly, bees. that was a deep trap. Bees. That was really, that was the, really, look, the I want to honor it. I want to honor that talent you just uh, exhibited there. But no, they dumped a big uh, gallon tub of honey. I think actually five gallons of honey so in an a alleyway. And, Why? Uh, it, I don't know. But that five gallon tub of honey that was in the alley um, attracted a giant swarm of bees that oh, then no. pestered and uh, hassled local uh, people. I feel like that could have been like a mistake. Like they went to Costco and you know they were bringing stuff is really heavy and you got to take things in one at a time. And <laughs> what, where, I'm why just am saying I like Costco? no, I'm somebody sorry. dropped the honey, the Costco honey. You oh, know what I'm it. saying? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. a ten gallon. Because you know what it's like I'm when sorry, you go to all Costco. Of a I'm in Costco and I'm yeah. like, what? But like you know what that's like. You're like I got like twelve things at Costco, but I can only take them in one thing at a time. Yeah. Because they're huge. And then kerplunk. And some kid is trying to juggle the honey. <laughs> yeah. Winnie the Pooh went to Costco. <laughs> he was just trying saying. to carry it. Juggle the, the honey. It was a and really like, sticky situation. <laughs> yeah, he's like, that piglet stood me up and now I have to carry this in all by myself. Oh. My honey don't jiggle jiggle. It folds. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, who knows where we're going? Hmm. Find out. After this on My Talk 1071. Oh. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, 
And uh, we are here at Project Down and Dirty Film Fest, live from Showplace Icon Theaters at the shops at West End. We are working together with Twin Cities Film Fest uh, to put together a series of short films, which will premiere here on the big screen at Showplace Icon on Friday night. Am I right? You're absolutely right. You can still buy tickets. We've got more than one showing. And uh, all of those tickets come with a Q&A afterwards. And, uh, I think, addition- or, is it after or before? Oh, is it before? I don't know. It doesn't matter because here's the, the deal. Q&A You'll is. have Q's and we'll have A's. Hey, Amy. <laughs> uh, Arthur. We got a question What's for our boss. Q&A? After, okay, afterwards. So I think that makes sense, right? Because yeah. they know what Usually to ask you do then. A Q&A afterward. I don't know. Like maybe they want to ask some questions beforehand. I mean, they can do that too. I don't care. Send us your questions. We'll answer <laughs> them. Uh, any whoosie wetsie. That's all happening on Friday. There are still tickets left. And uh, remember, we're not just doing this for fun, although we are having fun. We do this for a very important reason, right, Bradley? Yeah, we raise money for charity, and uh, uh, there are four charities, one for each team. Our uh, particular charity this year is One Heartland, and that's always one of the most exciting parts of Project Down and Dirty for us is we get to learn about each of these charities. We talked to Patrick Kindler earlier today. If you want to go back and listen to the top of the second hour in the podcast, head over to our website or wherever you get your podcast, and you can listen to that conversation where Patrick talks about the wonderful programming that One Heartland offers tomorrow. I think we're going to have a special guest, a camper. On Friday. Oh, Friday. Thank you, Holly. I don't Um, even know what day it is. uh, We're going to have a camper (laughs) on Friday talk about the experience of what it's like to participate in one of uh, One Heartland's camps. And um, anyway, it's it's all for this wonderful organization. It's just these few days that we're, you know, shedding light and able to share that with you. So please take this opportunity. We've already hit a match, but we've got plenty of things we have have well we talked about um offering up another pair of tickets by the end of the hour yeah if I we mean, get to our goal of which $3, is three thousand dollars which somebody could walk right in and make happen right now right yeah. because somebody We've got just... a whole segment to happen and i've seen this yeah. happen before so i just want to encourage you to head to mytalk1071.com click on the project down and dirty film fest link make that contribution if we hit three thousand the person who gets us over is going to get that pair of tickets and i think it's our no, I think that's, yeah. I can't anyway, do math. I was told there would be no math today. That's our pair of tickets that you can win um, before the end of the show today. Yeah, so just head over to mytalk1071.com, keyword project. And like you said, Bradley, like we've seen people show up and uh, and, and really do amazing things with donations. And it's, um, it is no small thing. Do you remember when we were thing. on air? Did we get a $10,000 $10, oh, donation do you remember at this? Project Down and Dirty Boot Camp? This is a true story. Holly, have we ever told you this story? No. We're just sitting there doing our show. Uh, this was during Project Down and Dirty Boot Camp. You know, again, like the thing about Project Down and Dirty, that this is like part of our experience is that we just throw ourselves into something and, and, and it leads to a level of exhaustion that we don't typically experience. So we're doing our show. We're kind of exhausted and um, and we get this notification. Actually, I don't even think we got a notification. I think somebody from our promotions team came into the room where we were broadcasting and said, you guys just got a $10,000 donation. Wow to our show, to the charity that we were working with, on top of the other thousands of dollars that people had donated. It, I remember that feeling like that was the thing that kept us going, was like the realization that that this was about something bigger than what we were doing. Um, and so, again, 
it really is about something bigger than what we are doing. We are doing something fun. We are having a blast. We are getting to experience something we never get to experience. And that is super fun for us. But what this is really about is making money for these wonderful, deserving charities. And in this case, being able to send a camper to camp. How much was it again, that one person? $1,000 to send one kid to camp. Yes. And last year, Patrick said that they weren't able to send all the kids who, uh, or I shouldn't even say kids, because it's it's actually young people, I believe, ages 12. 12 to 20. Okay. I might be getting that wrong. It might be seven. I, I, I will double check, but I know it goes all the way up. They have programming that goes all the way up to people uh, aged 20. Mm-hmm. And so the, the people that these programs support don't always have the ability to finance that. Yeah. And they can make it happen for $1,000. They weren't able to provide all of that support last year. It would be awesome if we could do that this year. So if you have it within you to make a $1,000 contribution, just know that your $1,000 contribution is going to lead directly to a uh, individual attending one of uh, Camp Heartland's, one Heartland's camps. Yeah, which is, it's huge. And so, again, we've we reached our $2,000 goal we were able we're going to be able to match that with the matching funds provided by our friends at Hero Home Services and then everything on top of that so that's four campers right there everything on top of that goes toward more campers and wouldn't it just be great to know that the money that we've raised here at Project Down and Dirty is sending a number of people to camp that maybe would otherwise not be able to do that. Just imagine what that would feel like if that's a lifeline for you, if that's something that you would look forward to, to hear that that it is possible because of the generosity of people who uh, listen to my talk in the Twin Cities while we make a film. And if you're like a person like myself who didn't have opportunities like this to see people and meet people and be a part of a world that included people like myself growing up, um, I mean, and a lot of us have had that experience of feeling, you know, isolated and alone mm-hmm. and, um, and, you know, not able to be our, ourselves for who, whatever that means. Do, you know, make a contribution so that, um, you know, this generation of young people has that opportunity because yeah. I'm so grateful that, you know, people have created spaces for those kids so that, you know, they can actually have a space to feel welcome. Well, and to that, to that end, you know, that was one of the things that struck me while we were talking to Patrick Kindler from One Heartland was, you know, the, 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 the camp that they run is a typical camp. You do typical camping things. Um, there are some other kind of skills and, and connections that are made around that as well. But, you know, when you hear about craft time or rock climbing or a ropes course, those are things that typical camps provide. But what they do at One Heartland is they provide within that an opportunity for people to make connections. Again, Bradley, like you said, with, uh, you know, with other individuals that allow them to be who they authentically truly are. Mm -hmm. And they find, you know, places where they have things in common and it's the framework that that they have created at One Heartland that is is creating these connections for people. I mean, and just I don't know. I just I think how awesome to just like if you're dealing with bullying mm-hmm. on a daily basis or weekly basis or like whatever your situation is. But if you're a young person and you're facing bullying in your life, you know the thought, the prospect of going to camp where you are maybe afraid it's going to happen mm-hmm. all over again. That's not going to seem like fun for you, yeah. Right, but here's a space where that's just not. And I, I, I you know, I mean, I, I, I don't want to like. Uh, again, I don't have the firsthand experience, but I would imagine that then a camp like uh, Camp True Colors is going to give you, give you at least just the peace of mind to know that um, 
you're not gonna have to think about it. Yeah. Whatever that you know experience is you're in your day to day life at school or wherever you're experiencing that bullying, to just know like that's one thing you're not gonna have to worry about and you can do the things that, you know, a bunch of other kids get to do on a yearly basis and don't even think about. Right. Don't even appreciate. Yeah. Uh, yes. So as we said, you know, about a thousand dollars will send a, a camper to camp uh, with one heartland. And where are we with our fundraising at present, Holly? We are at two thousand one hundred eighty dollars. Uh, so just head over to my talk one oh seven one dot com keyword project. We are currently apparently composing a one of a kind uh, theme song. Yeah, for Which this we might auction off. You, maybe for the highest bidder. you don't know. Listen, we have all kinds of memorabilia from our film. Oh. We do, and tomorrow mm. I think we should dig into that and maybe give something away. Okay, for I'll bring my bag of tricks. Fabulous. Yeah, Fabulous. because yeah. Uh, and you know that might provide some. Extra, you know, fun and uh-huh. and merriment. I currently have some props from last night's filming do in you? the back of my car. Oh, she has do one you? In particular, which I oh, feel I like don't feel like. Nope. Might not go to the highest. No, bidder. no. In but the right there, setting, it but, could. Yeah, but there are other things in but, the bag. Yeah. Uh, do you have any like recyclables? I'm thinking about something specific, but I don't want to say what it is. Uh, something that would have been recycled at the end of yesterday's. Those were probably recycled. Yeah, they were recycled. Were okay, well, I'm recycled. glad to hear that we're doing. You know where you can get more of them. That's true. We could just pretend they're. Well, real. now well. the secret's out. <laughs> oh, shoot, my mic on. Yeah, it is. You did that. Uh, anyway, okay. Well, we, we. I don't even. I'm. I'm powering down. It was a listen. I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to right now. I'm looking forward to right after the show. Heading over to the Twin Cities Film Fest office, where yes. our friend Josh, who is uh, editing our film, is deep in the editing process. I'm excited to see what he has. I'm excited to uh, to make some choices about what other you know little bells and whistles we can put on this thing. And I'm frankly excited to sleep tonight. Sleep is going to, you know, come uh, here's here's the thing I will say, like we have been a little sleep deprived uh, last couple nights. But I will say that when you do something fun like this, yeah, I will say it was fun to go home. And I, I kind of like had the house to myself. My dog did come down the stairs last night, which was adorable because I haven't had the, the chance to like hang out with her mm-hmm. much. So she, like, you know, it's like 1230. She came downstairs and she dialed the to, phone. <laughs> yes, wow. so that's the dog sound as she's okay. coming down the stairs. Beep, boop, boop, beep. And she um, just stared at me and then went to her little bed next to me and I had my, you know, meal and she had a little sleep Aww. and then we went upstairs and went to bed. It was very nice. It's just, it, you know, like, yes, it's, it's, it, this, this is not hard work, but yes, we were up late, but yes, we got to have fun and we got to be creative with each other and it was all in service of a really super duper important cause, one that we're not even going to appreciate truly uh, what it's going to mean for those kids. Um, but nonetheless is an opportunity for listeners to have that same experience and then maybe spread a little love. It's the power of radio and we are incredibly fortunate. Thank you universe mm-hmm. for giving us this chance to do all this right now. And by the way, buy your damn tickets to the, the show because, okay. because you're going to be in for a real treat. I, I will just say, I, I promise laughs. And if you are in oh, a place where you need you're some laughter in your life, fifty times. I wish we could right. just watch it on a loop for <laughs> well, a day. Speaking of loop, I think tomorrow we should tell people about what it's like to act with a loop. Um, Clean up, get up, pay, pay up. up. <laughs>
clean up. Wait. Get up. I'm on We've the music. Clean up. Get up. up. We've got some uh, remixes that we're going to drop. Uh, but yeah, we should talk about that because oh, that's sure. a unique experience. Have, yeah, that was that was absolutely unique. Yeah, Lori and Julie are coming up next. You can hear all about their experience at Project Down and Dirty Film Fest. Stay safe out there and be excellent to each other. Bye. Bye. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me October 4th for Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms. Forms.